These R3s are cool looking. All metally and whatnot. You like metally stuff. I do like the metally stuff. Quit meddling with things. <laughs> I'm a meddler. <laughs> I have to say it's Tuesday. Yeah, I think you it's do kind of legally. The thing, right? I think there's a legally. law against it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. It's it's in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> You're a writer. It's, that's right. I heard those that's green right. M&Ms treating you. <laughs> yeah, green M&Ms, white lilies, vanilla candles, and I have to say it's Tuesday. Uh, J, what could I be? J, J something. J something? Mm. Oh, oh, you know, like, oh, I like, see. Gotcha. Like J Lo or yeah, something. Yeah, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. J sad. Aw. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, it's uh, it's episode 158 of the On Taking Pictures program. Yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday, the, what is it? The 5th of May. Yep. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yep. Let's uh, have a that's party. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I get it. Genius. <laughs> is that what day that's on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is Cinco de Mayo. So happy Cinco de Mayo, people. Yeah. Um, and welcome. What's the well? Is it Bien Bienvenido? Welcome. You, you, yeah, sure. Isn't that what it is? But most people bien. probably just say Hola. Hi. Hola. Bienvenido. Uh, <laughs> a la. On. S- stick with English. <laughs> Google Translate. Google Translate. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from Faded and Blurred. With me, uh, the 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 English speaking fancy photographer from Brooklyn. Sure, that, that's all uh, fine. I'll take that. Bill Wadman. How you doing, Jeffrey? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I okay. Okay. You did a shoot yesterday. Yeah. Want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that first, or you want to talk about Paris first? Ah, my shoot is not all that exciting, so we could talk about that first, I guess. What, what okay. about my shoot? Well, I, you posted that you had Paul Giamatti walk on your set. Oh. You didn't take his picture. Well, because it was, I, well, first of all, so I was Hey, taking, you're here, Paul. You're lost. You're here. I got lights set up. No, you want to do a quick portrait? Come he on. was not lost. He was there for work uh, with other people. Um, uh, I, I was taking pictures at um, uh, Singularity & Co., which is the uh, the bookstore... Remember when I shot the body painted girl in the, in sure. the thing? Right? Okay. Uh, so CC CC James, yeah. There you go. Look at um, that. Hi, so CC. so they did a they did a Kickstarter bumper. What what is it when you do the bonus like a stretch goal? Stretch goal. There you go. Wherein, if they made X amount of dollars, they wanted to put out a calendar of CC dressed as twelve different sort of sci fi comic whatever characters in and around. The shop, which is not that big. Did you do the Borg Queen? The uh, Al- What's her name? Alice? No, but oh, we did actress. do Seven of Nine, so you, you at least get that. Um, okay. So we had to shoot her in 12 different outfits with 12 different makeup in one day, which is right. very overwhelming. And we actually only got to 11, so I have to go back today and do the 12th. Um, but the point of all this was that uh, while we were there, it's, yesterday was it was closed, right? So it was closed. We're there shooting... And the doorbell rings, and I she's like, oh, somebody at the door. Like, 
she was getting changed. She's like, can you go tell them that we're closed and whatever? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I walk outside and I open the door and I look and there's this one guy there and I'm like, I'm sorry guys, we're closed, whatever. And then I look at the other guy who's holding sort of the other side of the door that I had opened and it's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> and I was like, nice. and they're like, oh, sorry. Um, you know, we were supposed to, we're supposed to be here tomorrow to shoot because apparently Paul Giamatti's doing some uh, show for the National Geographic channel, something like that. Some at a sci-fi bookstore. Yeah, well, it's some sci-fi TV show, like like not a sci-fi TV show, but like a book about the future of technology or some kind of thing like that. Hmm. And so, will Harlan Ellison be there? Uh, I he maybe have a cameo at some point in the show. I don't know. But there's so there 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 so I go back in. and I was like, hey, uh, Cece, uh, those people. It, it's Paul Giamatti and his friend. And so they, they, she's like, oh, yeah, you can let them in because whatever. So they come in, they're walking around, and Panchimati's just like looking at this huge bookstore full of stuff. He's like, this looks like my apartment. Nice. <laughs> he said. So, yeah, so they were there for work, I, and so I had could, other things to do. You could have. You had other. Yeah. Well, you can get him next time Paul Giamatti wanders onto your set. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. <clears throat> like, I, it's, it's like he wasn't there for that, right? Like, he was there to do, he was working, you know? And for me to say, here, come over here. I'm going to set up some lights and do a porch. It's like, it's, that's not my, that's not my style. You know, it's a little too aggressive in a weird way. I don't know. Right. Like All I right. definitely wouldn't get anything that I'd really want. Most likely. Anyway. So yeah. So I met Pell Giamatti yesterday. It was pretty cool. Um, so how was Paris photo? Paris photo was amazing. Okay. Paris photo, Paris photo has become, uh, my favorite, my favorite show to go to. You know, I have um, heard tell through somebody who shall remain nameless uh that it may that 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 it's not doing so well and it might not be there that long uh well okay it's it's first of all it's got to be humongously expensive to mount yeah, right because you're for those you don't know paris photo la is is the the stateside extension of paris photo that happens at the grand palais in in paris uh, and for the third year in a row now, they've taken over part of the back lot at Paramount Studios on uh, Melrose. And uh, so it's it's like three of the big sound stages and they take over New York Street and, and the little facades in, in New York Street become makeshift kind of gallery spaces. And there are food trucks and, and whatnot. Um, I would imagine you would have to sell quite a few prints. <clears throat> yeah, just to, to pay make, for to be to there. To make that happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it, it's th- this, this year I wasn't, I, I love it. I still think it's a, an amazing place. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't as blown away this year as I was last year or the year before. There were a few standouts. By, by the work or by, by the work? Okay. By the work. Um, a lot of repeats, no? Um, Yes, there were some repeats. Okay, sorry. Didn't um, no, no, no. It just it, uh, one of the great things about Paris Photo is each year I've found people that uh, I've never heard of before, mm-hmm. which is not that difficult because I haven't heard of a lot of people. Right. But it, it, you know, yeah, you get to see you know the 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 giant uh, Bertinsky prints, and you get to see you know there there's some uh, some uh, uh, Elliot Erwitt stuff, sure. and they had oh they had some beautiful prints of uh, of uh, Penn. Prince? What's no. what's the what's the 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 book that he did? Uh, small, uh, small, uh, yeah, yeah, wor- not worlds. Um, 
you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah, with yeah, the yeah, chimney yeah. sweeps and things yep, like that. Yep, I forget yep, the yep. name of the book. Uh, it, trades? Small trade. Small trades. <clears throat> uh, there were a couple prints uh, of uh, from that book that were absolutely gorgeous. There's some Herb Ritz stuff. So, you know, lots of the big people that you've heard sure. of. Sure. The kind of stuff that you could theoretically also see in a museum. But yes. you're just seeing it here. Yeah, yes. Sure. Yes. And that's the same thing it is at the armory here in New York, right? When they yeah. do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there were, there were definitely some standups. The, the, the high point I think for me was, uh, work by a, a fellow named Alex Timmermans okay. who, uh, we'll put a, a link in the show notes. He shoots on a 12 by 12 glass plate. Um, really interesting sort of conceptual storyteller photographer. Yep. Uh, and he's, I believe he's Dutch. I think that's what he is. Um, but he was there along with the, the, uh, his model that he uses in all of his shots. And, uh, uh, now from, from the standpoint of, of renting a booth, it was pretty bold by the gallerist because this, this gallerist that ha- is, is representing him had nothing but his photos in their booth. Wow. Okay. So he, he was they there. Bet, they bet the farm on Alex Timmermans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was, he was fantastic. I talked to him for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And, uh, I'm going to be sitting down with him for, uh, a, an interview conversation in the future. So I'm very excited about that, but he's, he's shooting these things. He says he tries to do one a month for these conceptual, sure. I don't even know what, what would you call them? Are they not portraits? <sighs> yeah. They're more sort of, um, I don't know, narrative snapshots or something. Yeah. I mean, they're really, really great stuff. And he's, he's using like these hundred year old Petzval lenses that are, you know, four inches in diameter and, and he's developing, you know, as you would right there on the spot. Well, they they feel like they uh, are from the 19th century, right? That's sort of part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's just really wonderful to talk to. And I, I, his work was so good and, and not only technically really good, but conceptually, I thought it was very interesting. Um, uh, so, so it was interesting to talk to him. Uh, he was selling not only the large prints, but he was also selling 12 by 12s. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I ran into, uh, Joni Sternbach like, four, like three or four times, which was great. Just by uh, chance. You just, bumped well, the there? first time I went, she was doing a book signing right. at one of the, uh, um, oh, I think it was art, art book and co art yeah. book and co. I think that's the name of the place. Would you go up she, and introduce yourself? Yep. I went up and introduced myself. She's like, Oh no way. How are you doing? And she's such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Absolute sweetheart. So talk to her for a little bit. And then, uh, uh, in, in the midst of talking to her, Patrick, uh, came, came over, Patrick and Rochelle came by and saw them. So, right. uh, and then we went and walked around and I ended up running into Joni like three or four times throughout the day, just cause she was walking around. She is a big fan also of Alex Timmermans. So, mm-hmm. and, and Alex Timmermans is a big fan of Joni and he, he wanted to be able to get over to see her at the signing, but, uh, couldn't leave his booth. So I kind of, you know, ended up sort of relaying messages back and forth. It was kind of funny. Um, but she was just terrific. And her book, if you haven't seen her book yet, Surfsite Tintype, absolutely beautiful work. Another one of the standout works, uh, for me at the show was, was seeing her book and, and, and getting a chance to talk to her a little bit about, about, you know, what she's doing and and how she goes about it. And it's just, just super interesting. Uh, and then the, the third thing that really stuck out for me was, um, this guy named Mikal Maku, who, who does it's hard to describe. I'll, I'll do my best. It, it's, it's almost 
3D photography. It ends up looking 3D. There's this sort of parallax to it. But what he's doing is he's he's doing carbon prints on glass and sandwiching multiple layers of glass together. So he's got like these these sheets of quarter inch glass that he that he does carbon prints on, which the 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 idea of a carbon print, I've only just started looking into to how this is done. His process he's created is called gelage. Okay. And uh, basically what he's doing is is you you have this mixture of of carbon emulsion and that gets exposed as as you would a, a sheet of photo paper, let's say, okay? Yep. And then you take that substrate, whether it's paper or or what have you, and that gets transferred to that's sort of a temporary substrate, and you transfer the emulsion to your final substrate, which in Mr. Maku's uh, case is glass. Okay, and yep. it uses a warm water process, and you peel away almost like you would a Polaroid. You peel away that temporary transport, and it leaves the carbon emulsion on like the glass. A, it's like a dye transfer, except it's only one color. Right, right, it's, right. You right. know, it's so, actually it's funny. It's actually like uh, doing a copy machine, which is essentially carbon transfer. Right, right. Yep. But you've got it embedded in this in this sort of gelatin, yep. right? And then he's sand, he, so he's and he's using himself as his subject. So he's he's it's this you know seventeen year long exploration of himself as both both creator and subject. So uh, it was just absolutely fascinating. So you end up with with these things are they're 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 prints, yes, but they're also sculptural yes and sure. and they're they're objects right. so and it, it was just absolutely intriguing and and uh uh I, I i was fascinated by it so i ended up talking to their one of their reps about it and looking up the process and then uh we'll, we'll i'll put a link in the yeah the, i already put in the show notes you got it in there okay yeah. there's a, a a guy that's doing a, a whole series on carbon printing and you can print on paper you don't have to do it on glass but the process is very similar um and and uh, because it's carbon, it doesn't fade, it doesn't peel, it doesn't crack. Uh, it is it is this sort of velvety kind of very rich black and white looking print that you end up with. And this sort of idea of of alternate process was actually pretty big there. There were a lot of people doing uh, more than more than I expected. Let's say maybe not a lot, but more than I expected of doing sort of alternate processes or alternative transfers or uh, wet plate or dry plate. Do you think uh, that some of that has to do with um, art photography trying to separate itself from mainstream? As know, if like, you know, you see what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. And it's an interesting question. One of the things that I like, noticed, this is the thing around. I can do that you can't do. You know, yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Because there is a lot, frankly, there is a lot of photography. There was a lot of photography there that was very snapshotty. Yep. Okay. And it was, it was very snapshotty and it was printed really big as, right. as, as if the size of the print was making up for the sort of banality of the subject matter. Yeah. Nothing. That's nothing, kind of the way I walked away from it. Nothing uh, succeeds like scale. Well, and it, but but not every photograph works forty by sixty. I know, yeah. 
Okay. You know, the Bertinsky stuff. Yes, it works. The, 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 the Gregory Crudson stuff. Yes, it works. Uh, there was a, an architectural photographer. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look him up while I'm, while I'm ranting about this. Um, but there was an architectural photographer who, again, hit the scale of his work fit the scale of his subject matter. Right. But not every photograph needs to be that big. And I feel like it was in, in, in many cases, the scale of the prints were, were creating a false sense of not only importance, but a false sense of value. You know, we have sure. to charge $14,000 for this because it's a 40 by 60 inch. Because look you know, at it. Look at the bones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's no, giant. I, yeah. Uh, Tom, is this him? Tom Evangelitis, yeah, an Australian uh, landscape photographer. Very interesting stuff. I really had a good time talking to him as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was this idea. I mean, you, you look at some of the, you know, iconic photographers that, sure. that, that we all know. Like, like I mentioned at the top of the show, the Irving Penns, the, sure. you know, the Elliot Erwitz. Their stuff works at 8 by 10. Their stuff works at 11 by 14. I don't know that a lot of their stuff would work at you know, 40 by 60. Yeah, true. It would be bigger. Well, but, I think, but, but there were also, there were also some, there were technological limitations at the time, right? I mean, a lot, some of those people who were shooting 35 or even medium format, you're not going to blow that up to 64 by 64. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people, and it was difficult to do just technically to print that big back in the day. Now it's easy. You just send it off to Adorama and you get this giant print back. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You kind of wonder whether that's a good thing or not. Right. Yeah. It's like, it, it just because it's available doesn't mean it should be used all the time. Right. Yeah. So you, so I end up walking, walking around this show going, okay, well that would be more effective to me again, yeah. to me, um, smaller or, or, well, okay, that's, you know, it's a bunch of hotel rooms, you know, yeah. interiors of hotel rooms. Okay. But, but then you notice that, you know, like, uh, uh, Brian Jane's, uh, pointed out we were looking at this wall of of images and they were probably gosh 20 by 20 20 by 30 i don't remember if they were square or not actually now that i think about it but they were interiors of hotel rooms looking out hotel room windows okay and it was just kind of like eh, okay but but what you did notice and brian pointed this out is there was an airplane in every single shot there was an airplane visible out the window in every shot so he was setting up and waiting for a plane to go by and snap Maybe, or they were composited in. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but either way, it, 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 there was just a lot of work there that, that, I, that I found myself intrigued by. But then looking at the price of it, it, it was very much sort of an art as a commodity kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, but you know what? I, it's like a, I have a friend who's a painter. And he was telling me one time, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, at one point I was painting a hundred of these a year and we were selling them for, you know, $800 a piece or something like that. Right. Which you're just like, wow, that's 80 grand, you know? Well, yeah, but it's not. But the gallery <laughs> takes half and then right. taxes come out gets, and all of a sudden he walks yeah. away with $22,000 for right. plus he has to buy and he does big like 40 by 60 inch paintings, which means it costs him a couple hundred dollars a piece to you know, build out right. the canvas and the paint and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's like, so I think with a lot of these things, it's like, yeah, it's $14,000, but he might end up with like $4,000 from that. And maybe only sells five a year. 
you know? Right. So it's it's one of these things where it kind of sucks from the buyer's point of view and from the artist's point of view. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, look, it, I, I'm not trying to downplay how much amazing work was there because there was some truly fantastic work. I just see a, a, a trend of, of the, the scale thing bothers me quite a bit. Um, and and there's, there are a lot of people out there trying to be Eggleston, you know, just yeah. shooting the world. Sort of, yeah, just kind of banality. And, it, and, and when, when that happened – and and Eggleston did it. It was new. Yep. And I, I I keep looking for a new perspective, a new point of view. And I'm sure it's out there. And I'm probably not qualified to say whether it is or it isn't. In fact, who am I? Um, I just know what I like. Um, and and you know, like I mentioned, that there was some, the standouts for me. There was another guy named Jacob Gills who uh, was doing some really interesting kind of multiple exposure stuff and um, multiple printed panels. Uh, but I mean, in some ways, let's say there's 50 people showing there. Let's just give a round number. Uh, and you go around and you like, you know, 15 of them and the rest are uh, 15 that you're like, eh, and there's 15 where you're like, yeah, that's terrible. Um, that's exactly what should happen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it could very well be that, you know, I or Patrick or whoever else goes there and sees the same stuff and thinks the exact flip of you, you know what I mean? Doesn't really sure. care about the carbon thing, but really loves the big giant things with planes in them. Right. Um, right. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting the way all that kind of stuff works. I guess it's, you know, uh, what people like is always a mystery <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, there were, there was some, be- there was a beautiful picture by, uh, Nadav Kandar that was this big, uh, you know, let me find it real quick. Uh, I'm on their, I'm on their site here. Uh, is this the one? Yeah, this is the one. Um, boom. There you go. So this beautiful sort of austere, you know, sort of portrait, sort of landscape, sort of documentary and kind of a thing. And it was it was beautiful. It's really yeah. beautiful. Um, and it worked that big. I don't know that you, the, you know, the, I think you would lose the figure. We'll put maybe put a link in the show notes. You, you, you would lose the figure if, if this were smaller. an 8 by 10 Yep, yep. And yeah. that's, that's what happens a lot of times. Um, so it was good, you know, it was, uh, ran into a body and X, uh, and his wife, Gloria. Yeah. I saw all those um, pictures of all of you and I, I swear to God, I thought that you were Jeff Bridges for like half a second. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the, that might be the greatest thing you've ever I was said like, to me. I was like, wait, when did you guys? Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I was going to make uh, a crack on the internet. Show's it. over. That's it. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Jeff uh, he's, a, he's on my short list of people to talk to okay he's he's a he's a super guy um, and i love that he only uses the wide lux that's his camera that's it yeah, sure what's your lens i don't know whatever's on my wide lux what's your camera that one well, yeah the wide lux yeah and you don't focus it you just set the depth of field and that's that's it you're done yep love it Love it. Anyway, so it was a great show. Um, but again, it, it brought up some interesting points about scale versus quality. Um, uh, a lot of overhearing, and, and Brian pointed this out as well, that, that there were a lot of, there was a lot of money that was changing hands. I mean, people were buying prints. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see uh, a breakdown if, if it were even possible, but I would love to see a breakdown of, of who, who, who among you are here because you're looking at photography because you love photography 
And who are who among you are here uh, looking for the next photographic investment? Why can't it be both? Well, it can be both, but but um, my feeling is that often it's not. You know, uh, yeah. there there aren't too many people that can go spend ten or fifteen or twenty or even more thousand dollars on a print just because they find it interesting. Yeah, but you can also argue that those people are what allow people like Joni to keep doing what she's doing because you and I aren't going to buy one of her glass plates for fifteen grand. You know? I would if I could. I know, but we can't. Right. So and, you see what see, I'm saying? And that's the thing. I I would I would buy one of Joni's glass plates not as an investment, but because. I like her work. Yeah. I like her as a person. Right. I, I, I would want to support in some way what she does as an artist. But here's the thing. I think for most people who buy expensive photography like that, the people who go buy $6,500,000 Crudsons to put on their wall, yeah, sure, they may see it as, okay, this is not going to go down in the time that I own it. But they're also not doing that unless they also like photography. Otherwise, they'd go buy Ferraris that will also go up over time or whatever else, right? Sure, they're sure. They spend their money on the thing that they like. They're not going to buy buy photography just because. You know, photography is not <laughs> the best investment, <laughs> even if you get you, lucky. If, if, if I had the money, I, I would have loved to have purchased uh, a, a couple of Alex Timmerman's pieces. Well, there you go. Because, man, they are beautiful. Well, you know, make a lot of money and then go buy some Alex Timmerman's pieces so he can make more of them so we could see them. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I can talk to him and, and it'll be a really great conversation and he'll love it. And, and, and be like, here, and, thanks and, for coming. That's right. Here, here had, a, had a really terrific conversation. Here's a print. Yeah. And no. a couple weeks later, I'll get a tube in the FedEx in the, in the, yeah. or UPS. You don't have to send FedEx, Alex. That's okay. I'll yeah. even pay for shipping. Je- Je- Jeffrey, he pulls, he pulls you in the other room and he's like, you choose, like oh, in a movie. Oh, oh but choose wisely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, Jeffrey's like in a shriveled ball on the ground. Right. He chose unwisely. Yeah, he chose, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He chose poorly. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, so it was, a, it was really fun. I, I hope it doesn't go away because, you know, part of uh, part of what makes it so interesting is just what we've been talking about is there's, there's, there's some standout work, you know, look, last year is where I, where I first uh, saw Jean-Claude Pondeville and, and, you know, I don't know anybody else who's heard of him that I've talked to, but for me, he was, he was the standout of the show last year. Um, the, the first year that was, that they were there met Gregory Crudson and talked mm-hmm. to him for a few minutes and, and, you know, so the experience of going to this thing, uh, each year has, there, there has been a standout experience. There has yep. been, so I hope it doesn't go away. What do they charge to the, for that one? Um, I think you can get a, you could have gotten a week or a weekend pass for, I think it was 60 bucks for all th- three days. Okay. Um, but it's usually like $30 a day or something. I think it was $26. Okay. Yeah. I want to say the armory is 30 bucks or 35 bucks. Which and then there, fine. Was, there was photo independent as well. Okay. Uh, which was at, uh, the Raleigh studios just down the street. Um, so that's very cool stuff. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Uh, again, a lot of the alternative process stuff was, was fascinating. Oh, the, uh, what was the, oh, what was that, 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 uh, it was, uh, JP is it JP Morgan was that yeah uh, that's a yeah it's a, a, a big investment guy from no, the R- 1900s. RJ RJ Morgan oh. RJ Morgan. <laughs> sorry 
it was the R.J. Morgan collection. It was this this massive collection of of very odd sort of wet plate portraits. Uh, Weird. Okay. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah. Uh, Cal- okay. California unedited the archives of R.J. Arnold. R.J. Uh, Arnold. R.J. Arnold. Yeah. Uh, the R- okay, uh, collection of photography from the late 19th century California. These rarely seen glass plate photographs depict the community of San Luis Obispo through the eyes of one photographer, Richard J. Arnold, a remarkable portraitist. Uh, Arnold mastered interior lighting, capturing details and the delicate poses and pensive glances of his subjects who came to life before our eyes. And it and it is there were some beautiful, interesting. Uh, it, was, it was fascinating. Again, I'm I, I'm I'm becoming more and more enamored with a hundred year old aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. The my the stuff that I like most is either really old or medium old. Mm-hmm. That means we're left in the death. Means we're actually old, Jeffrey. Uh, I'm okay with that. Okay, sure. I'm okay. Uh, anyway, so any... thanks for letting me wander around sure. on that. Uh, you got everything in? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, so it was really fun and, and ended up talking. Oh, oh, uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but this, uh, the photographer of the week is also from Paris photo and, and the most, here's a teaser. Ready? Here's a teaser. Yeah. yeah. The, the most thought provoking work of the entire show for me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, thank you to, to Brian, uh, for, uh, f- I, I completely missed it walking through it and he was like, Oh no, you got to go back and see this. So you're missing out. You're missing out, mister. <laughs> and he brought cookies. So thank you, Brian, for the cookie. Oh, man. I want cookies. Oh, it was tasty. Uh, let's, let's, thank our, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor. Is that reasonable? Is it reasonable that we have a sponsor? Is it reasonable to thank? Is it reasonable that we take a moment to thank our sponsor or you have more things about Miss, Miss Linda? <laughs> Miss Linda. Linda.com. Liking Linda. This Linda. episode is brought to you by Lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses, including stuff about Lightroom CC, which just came out last week. Do you, uh, wait, can I ask a question real sure. quick? Sure. Do you know, are they going to change the name of it at all because LinkedIn just purchased it? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I do not know anything about that. I think they'll probably leave it as is because it's got pretty good, uh, what's it called? Uh, pretty good brand Brand knowledge. recognition. Brand recognition. That's what the, the word. kids call it. Yeah. 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 In fact, you could probably take branding courses <laughs> on Linda.com, which is kind of ironic. Wow. That's meta. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so go check out there over 3,000 on demand video courses to help you strengthen your business tech creative skills for a free 10 day trial. Go to lynda.com, L Y N D A.com slash O T P and uh and go check it out lynda.com is for problem solvers for the curious for people who want to make things happen for people who visit paris photo right if you want to master excel uh learn negotiation tactics build a website boost your photoshop skills or as i said the new lightroom cc go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind uh so you know they they give us a list of really good stuff that's in here uh the the landscape photography the palouse region which everyone always loves a black and white project taking dramatic landscapes with Lightroom and Photoshop. Can I, can I tell you if if you go get the trial? I yeah. mean, you're you're going to sign up, but yeah. but Burt Monroy. Th- no, there's a there's okay. a documentary film that that Linda did, and it is fantastic. Um, it is it is uh, the husband and wife team of Jerry Ulsman and Maggie Taylor. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jerry Ulsman is is a, a fantastic conceptual 
photographer who uses, I think, seven, I could be wrong, seven or eight enlargers in his darkroom, and he takes uh, images from one to another to make these didn't amazing use, composites. Didn't we use him as our photographer of the week? I like, believe way back we when? did. Yeah, yeah, I believe we did. We did. So not Photoshop. This nope. is all analog. Okay. Nope. And his wife is uh, uh, an equally brilliant uh, conceptual artist. And it's, it's a documentary about their life together, their work together. Um, and it's called This Is Not Photography. And so I, I can't recommend it enough. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's inspiring beyond words. So Linda start has all your kinds trial of and go check stuff. that out. Yeah. yeah. And also go look at Burt Monroy's stuff if you want to get Burt sick. <laughs> He's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. guy's ridiculous. Uh, so, you know, we've been taking all this. We, we gave you some recommendations. We should go, go check those out. And with your Lynda.com membership, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching, stream thousands of video courses on demand, learn at your own schedule. Uh, you, you learn at your own pace because the courses are scheduled so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. And, uh, you know, browse each course's transcript to find a certain answer and skip straight to that point in the video, which is really, really slick because that's the problem with videos. The thing's like an hour long. You're like, where are they talking about what I want to talk about? You do a search. You find out exactly where. Um, I just like being able to go back. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm one of those people that watches things over Multiple and over times. again. Yeah. 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 Like I don't even want to tell you how many yeah. times I've watched Moonstruck. I don't <laughs> want to tell you. <laughs> you can take notes and go back and refer to them later. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Moonstruck, really? Moonstruck. <laughs> uh, Come on, Nick Cage. I know. Is that the one with Cher? Share Nick Cage, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can. I lost my hand. <laughs> you can download tutorials and watch them on the go on your iOS or Android device, which is super cool. Just download them and watch them on the subway, not while you're driving. That would be a bad idea. And create and save playlists of courses you want to watch to customize your learning path or share with friends, colleagues, or team members. Members, maybe I should go on there and make an OTP playlist of stuff that 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 you and i like and then people can we do that yeah i think we can i'll go i'll go check it out maybe see let's see if we can do that uh well, you're be sure to put that the, this is I not will, photography because that's I will really really do good that. uh your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics all for one flat rate whether you're looking to become an industry expert passionate about a hobby or just want to learn something new go visit lynda.com slash otp and get your free 10-day trial we thank them very much for their support of on taking pictures also watch helvetica I know it's a movie about a font. That is but a good movie. It's no, a that, fantastic that, that flick. That one's good. And, and I like that one better than Objectified, which was the same people, right? Yep. Gary Hustwit. Yeah. Um, by the way, just a quick aside, I have been playing with the new Lightroom. And, okay. Uh, while uh, you, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, you're like, yeah, there's nothing new in it, whatever it is. I didn't say that. Or you said I there's said, very few new things. There are two big new features. There are yes. lots of little things, but yeah. two, they're, they're, it, it wasn't as big as going from three to four. Uh, no. Or they however, did the whole processing thing. However, you know? it is the best version since this is the, this is the best update in years, in my opinion. Um, it feels much faster. They've started using the GPU when they can, uh, which helps uh, a lot. Yeah. Apparently though, it, really only works or I don't want to say only, but I, I have read many accounts of it not working well with ATI cards. Ah, okay. So if you have got that, a that radio AMD card, cards, that just shows how old you are. <laughs> right. ATI, Radeon, AMD, Radeon. Right. Uh, right. Cause they got bought, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> like in, I think in 2003. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Sorry. Radeon. But, the, but I, I will say that like, so, so that's better. Um, and, uh, the really big thing, which is actually really smooth. So, 
in the old days, I always import and convert to DNG on import, right? So right. the old way it used to do it, Jeffrey, is that it would like grab a raw file off your card, convert it to DNG, and then dump it on your hard drive. Go get another one, convert to DNG, and put it on their hard drive. And so it took a long time to import 300 photos or whatever it is. Um, now what it does is it just sucks them all into the hard drive as the native Canon format and then converts them so that you can – it just sucks them all and you can start working on them and it converts them in the background. Oh, which is that's a, pretty cool. Which is actually a really smart efficiency thing, right? Like, so they did a lot of those kinds of little things uh, that I found are, are big improvements uh, in, in what they've done. So uh, if you haven't updated yet and you can either for free or plan to – um, I've been pretty happy with it. The only part I don't really give a crap about is the face recognition stuff. It's, it's slow and you kind of have to train it. And it's like, I have 700,000 files. Like I'm not going to train it for everyone I've ever shot, you know? Right. Right. Uh, so, so it's kind of stupid, you know? Um, so anyway, go check out, uh, Lightroom. You, you like this, uh, like a correspondence edition? <laughs> no, no. Somebody else sent Somebody, this in. Who yeah, sent so it I in? just saw it. Uh, uh, Harry Locke yeah, okay. sent this in. Okay, this is just a last-minute edition. Sorry, it is, guys. It is a it is a Leica MP digital rangefinder. So it's it's sort of like the old MP film ones, pre-weathered. Except, yeah, it's 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 like they took it it's, and they, they hacked at it with it for you. Yes, <laughs> which you know what? Here's the thing. Um, Leica does this a lot. They do all these limited edition ones with um, this is this alligator is skin Kravitz and edition. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But they do like the 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 alligator skin ones, and they're like thirty eight thousand dollars for the camera and that kind of stuff. This is for uber rich people who have nothing else to do with their money because there's nothing special about this. Although I do believe that these things actually 000. go up in value. Twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah, but they're only making one hundred twenty five of them. It's because only one hundred twenty five people can afford them. I know. <laughs> no, it's true. Um. Uh. Yeah, but that's kind of what you want your camera to look like eventually, isn't it? Yeah, not out of the box. No, I know. It's kind of funky, though. Hey, at least, you know what, Lenny, they were probably like, Lenny, let's let's do a camera. And he's like, yeah, cool. Uh, can we make one that looks like it's been used a whole lot? Right. Here, give me that steel wool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Hold on a second. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. That's just silly. Uh, <laughs> hey, the other fun little thing I got was this trigger trap thing. Right. Uh, okay, so... I did some stuff with Craig uh, a, a month or two ago where I needed a laser trigger. So I went and bought a laser trigger, which for those of you who don't know, is this thing that plugs into your flash trigger or whatever that uh, puts a laser beam across it, like in the door of a store or whatever it is, where you walk through the laser beam and a ding dong, you know, that kind of thing. Um, How's it go? Ding dong. Uh, and, and so it pops the flash when the thing falls through the laser. And then you can put a delay in. So this is how you capture things like, you know, uh, milk drops and that kind of crap. Sure. So uh, I needed to do some stuff with Craig. And then he said something he wanted to do that involved being heard. And so I looked into audio triggers. And I ended up on this website at this company called Trigger Trap. Now, apparently they did a... Uh, 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 a failed, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Well, they actually succeeded. They they asked for fifty thousand. They got like two hundred and eighty thousand, and wow. in the end, they didn't deliver anything to anybody. Wait, how is that? They they thought they'd be able to make it, but they they spent. It cost them like four times more than they expected to do the research. Oh. And then it turned out it was going to cost them three times as much to actually build them. 
Wah, wah. Yeah. But it was called the Trigger Trap Ada thing. And I'll put a link in the show notes because it's kind of interesting reading their little uh, blog post about why it failed and stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes. But anyway, they also have a product which is an app for your phone, Android and iOS, although iOS has a bunch more features for technical reasons. Um, uh, and what it is is the cable that plugs into your headphone jack, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, it plugs into your camera, uh, uh, the remote control thing on your camera, and your phone can now act like a trigger for your camera. Now you say, okay, well, what's what's the fun in that? Well... You could do all kinds of cool stuff. First of all, uh, you can, for example, just have it be a standard, boring, uh, uh, simple cable release, right? You can do uh, timed exposure. So you could say, you know, keep it open for three minutes or five minutes, like do bulb exposures that are like perfectly timed. Um, you could do all kinds of self timers at any time you want. Uh, you could do time lapse, uh, time warp, which is time lapse with acceleration, either faster or slower, which is kind of crazy. Uh, distance lapse. So as you go a certain amount of uh, feet or meters or whatever away from the last photo, it takes the next photo. So you're driving in the car and you're speeding up and down, but the photo distance between the photos is the same, you know, Hmm. because it's using GPS. Uh, There's a star trail uh, exposure tool, which I haven't quite figured out. Uh, There's a bulb ramping time lapse, but here's the thing. It also can use the sensors in the phone. So you can have it, the sound sensor, so you can have it, you know, when, you, when it hears a clap, it fires the shutter, that kind of thing. Huh. There's, there's a vibration sensor, so it grabs the accelerometer, so anytime you, like, bump the table, it takes a picture or whatever. Uh, it can actually even detect motion if you put your um, uh, phone on a stand, like on a stable stand, and then you say motion. When it sees something change in your camera's camera, it fires off the SLR. Your phone's camera, you mean? No, it actually takes a picture with the SLR when it sees something move in your phone's camera's view. Right, right, right. right. So your phone you, camera you is the in sensor. Your camera's camera. In your oh, phone's yeah, yeah, camera. Yeah, sees yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, kinda... uh, and it does facial recognition too somehow. And then it does, it, it'll do crazy uh, HDR sets. So you can say, I want them, you know, all those kinds of crazy stuff you can do in phones. So, oh, the middle exposure should be X amount of seconds. You want to do 12, ex- I want to do 13 exposures at one stop a piece or whatever it is. And it'll just go, it'll just sit there and take out all for you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So the cable costs like 40 something dollars, 50 bucks. And it doesn't seem that bad though, really. For what you're getting, it's actually not a bad deal. Although when you get the cable, you're like, really? I'm paying $50 for the cable. Well, you're paying for that and the software. And the app. Yeah. 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 So for people. It doesn't work with the Fuji X Pro 1. Is that true? Yeah, it does not. Does the Fuji not have an input thing in it? It probably doesn't have like an external trigger port. Um, well, anyway, the, uh, the Fuji X Pro One bill is uh, is about serious photography. Yeah, it's about serious. Not all these uh, gimmicky <laughs> these, these electronic doodads. Uh, we we don't we don't go in for that kind of thing. Yeah, we like 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 you're the mayor of Fuji Town. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the title. The mayor of Fuji Town. <laughs> vote Jeffrey. <laughs> a vote um, for Jeffrey is a vote for Fuji. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is that there uh, apparently there's a delay, right? So uh, for the sound trigger, uh, there's a delay of anywhere from between 5 and 20 milliseconds. And you can also dial in another delay. But apparently it has to do with the way iOS does its audio. The hmm. app basically asks for audio, and iOS gives it a buffer chunk 
but the buffer chunk changes sizes depending on what else iOS is doing. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, is, it, is this is this a result of kind of the sandboxing stuff that that Apple's probably, doing? Probably, yeah. It's yeah. it's like you know, or if it's a security measure, right? Right. right. The app doesn't get the microphone. The app gets access to a buffer that iOS gives mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, but that mm-hmm. takes a certain amount of time to do. So it leads to there being a delay. So it's not the best thing for being super precise about stuff, but just for messing around and that kind of stuff, it, you know, for 45 bucks or whatever, they sent me this cable. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some real stuff with it eventually. And I'll talk about it some more, but for anybody interested in this kind of stuff, it's been kind of fun to, to play around with. Uh, it's just, you know, what's kind of cool about this. This is the kind of stuff you always thought like, wait a minute, why can't I just have my phone control the camera? Cause it can do all this, you know, because right. the software in these cameras all these different companies recreate the wheel every time. It's like, yes. can we just come up with one really good UI and everyone uses it? You know? Um, so anyway, uh, trigger trap, check that out. Uh, what else we got? Um, I don't know. What do you got? Oh, ch- so check this out last week, two weeks ago, some guy, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting your name. I let's see if I can go back far enough. Some guy writes on Twitter. He says, Hey, at uh, black something books, uh, Black Sun Books on Twitter. Uh, that's my favorite at Bill Wadman photograph. And he links to CC painted into the wall. Right? This, some book company, and they do, you pay them to review your book before you send it into publishers or some kind of thing like that. It's like a portfolio okay. review for books people. Took my uh, thing, it took my picture and we're using it in an ad. I'm sending it to you now via Skype so you can see. Um, uh, took my picture and made these little ads and we're using them on Twitter for like three weeks. Let me see. Right. Are you doing enough to get your book noticed? Yeah, look at all the ones on the left. There's like a number of them that they made with the same picture. Oh, wow. Right. So I was like, hey, thanks, whoever it was. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Uh, uh you know, I can't, oh, <laughs> I'm like trying to click on them because it's a JPEG yeah. dummy and you can't click. I'm going to send them. So I send them an email. I'm like, I'm going to send them an email. So I send the, the, this email to this thing saying, hey, you're using my picture illegally. B, stop that. C, you owe me money, you know, um, because this is. OK, now here, here's here's a question. Yep. Here's a question. How do you how do you say you owe me money when you don't really know how it's been used. I mean, yes, in theory, they may or may not owe you money. I don't, I don't claim to know the legality around it. That's a, that's a Preston issue. Right. But, um, how do you determine how much to charge them? This is, this is what you should, you should give me because this is, you don't know the, 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 the extent of the uses, I guess what I'm trying to get. Right. At. Right. Is from what I know, they were using it as ads here on, on Twitter. Maybe it was also on Facebook and other things. I didn't really do tons of research, but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming they were just using it for social media advertising. Right. Which if the way I think about it is if they had called me and asked me to use the picture and I was going to allow them to use it, how much would I have charged them? Right. Oh, okay. So I'm not saying give me $10,000. I'm saying, you know, give me $400 or, you know what I mean? Some, some reasonable amount that I would have used to let somebody use my picture for something. Um, and so I get this email back. Oh, sorry. I didn't know it was copyrighted. I've taken them down. Hmm. Right. But of course everything is copyrighted. And unless it explicitly says it's in the public domain or creative commons with commercial usage, 
you can't use is, it. Is that the way it is, really? Is is everything copywritten, well, okay. uh, uh, copyrighted, and unless it's, it says otherwise, or... It, well, it, it depends where you're taking the picture, but, you know, if you take a picture, technically, legally, it's copyrighted by you who took the picture. And somebody else can't just use it because they didn't know that it was not the copy. It's not like... Unless you're a monkey. Right, exactly. Unless if you're, you're a, a monkey. If, if you're right. a monkey and you take right. a picture, you don't own right. the photo. Yeah. I mean, you have the copyright when you create it. I mean, registering the copyright, that's a whole other thing and has all kinds of, you know, legal right. things if you want to sue people. But but it's just sort of this, 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 um, uh, uh, the, the answer to me being mad that they're stealing my work is, oh, I didn't know, sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me because, you know, we went back and forth a bunch of times and she's just like, I don't make any money from this. So if you think I have money to give you, then go ahead and sue me like this kind of like attitude, you know? Okay. And of course, then you have to think, okay, well, how much is it going to cost me for lawyers and blah, 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 blah. And okay, they're in England. So that changes things, whatever it is. But what kind of makes me mad is that people like this can get away with this because there's, I, I don't have much of a recourse except you know, taking, going out, they definitely broke the law, but my only recourse is to go out on a limb and take a chance that I will legally be able to get money out of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, yeah, so what bothers I, I don't me know is anything about this and I, and right, I've got myself in trouble. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that. I, all I'm saying is that it just, it's annoying from my point of view because I can't, it's like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? And somebody like that can just basically do that to, 10, 15, 20 different people with their pictures hope they don't get noticed for using it and get away with it. And if they mm-hmm. do get noticed, they just go, oh, sorry, I'll stop using it, you know? But all the time, they're getting free usage of all these images that they would have to pay for normally, you know? Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's sort of the other side of, you know, when we had that question a few weeks ago during the Q&A about, you know, your pictures up on your website and stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, Adidas is never going to use one of your pictures because they know they will get sued and, and lose, you know, if, if, if you have copyright on it and you can get permission. But, but like some little thing like this, it becomes much more difficult. And it's funny because these are the things that I get more than the big guys using my images. It's just, you know, people grabbing stuff from websites and using them for what they want, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess my question is, is it, is it, unknown like are, are, is there a plausible belief that people don't understand how all this stuff works at all to know that it's wrong for them to use other people's work for their advertising for, for you know what i mean without asking or without paying see what i'm saying yeah yeah I, and, I i well i look i think that there are some people who uh maybe do have the assumption that well i'm i'm not making money from this so Maybe yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Well, I can't, people, I can't speak to what people think. These people I can are, barely speak to what I think. Well, these people are theoretically are making money, right? She's, you know, she, call us for details on how we can help you get your book thing. I'm sure people are paying her. You know what I mean? How would she feel if people were taking her books that she writes and using them for stuff? You know, like it just seems like it's, it's this obtuse thing that people don't, I just don't know what's going on in their heads. I don't understand it. And it drives me crazy. So anyway, going back and forth with this woman and who knows if, if anything comes of it, but I'd like to publicly shame her a little bit because she's really made me angry and there's very little I can do about it. On the uh, other hand, yeah. on the other hand, yep. you're getting worked up for $400. So what? 
Well, it's four hundred dollars I don't have right now. You know, yeah, but 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 if you broke down you, what you make per hour, yes, is it, is it worth all the angst and stress? And yeah, but what if there are six of these a year? That's you know three grand. You know, three grand that that people aren't paying me for my work that I should be getting paid for my work. You know. Well, then go take more photos. Yeah, I just it, oh, it makes me angry. You don't okay. If somebody took the writing off of Faded and Blurred, put it on a, a a page with ads all over it, and was using your writing to make money for them, what would you do? They have. Yeah, and what do you do? Nothing. You don't care. It's not that I don't care, but it's just not a fight that I feel is worth taking on. Yeah. See that? Like it just uh, it's it's the I don't know. We'll have to ask what people think. What do you guys think? Podcast on takingpictures dot com. I don't know. I'm I mean, I'm, it, you know, it's. I, I I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not. You're saying qualified. it's a cost of doing business. I'm not. No, I'm saying I'm not qualified to weigh in on it. And and this is where uh, maybe it's it's becoming more important for uh, Mr. Preston and I to sit down and have a conversation about some of these. I don't these, even these mean these the legal questions. things. I mean, I you know, I'm pretty solid on the fact that I own the copyright and she's not allowed to use it. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that part. I don't have any doubts on. It's, it's, it's more the, like what anybody can do about it kind of thing, you know, cause this is more and more rampant as time goes on. Um, you know, smaller people doing this kind of stuff. I mean, this stuff adds up and yeah. I, you know, it's like, I don't understand why it's any different than any other business. You know, if you, if you go take $12 worth of gas and you only pay for 10, well, yeah, it's only $2, but like, you know, you didn't pay for your gas. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right. Um, so anyway, just, I, I, I see your point. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. So, so anyway, it just, oh, it gets me bad because it's not even like, a, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do to make this up to you? It's like, oh, sorry. You know, it's like, right. no, it's more than just sorry. What if she'd been doing this for five years and built her business on it? You know, it's like, then all of a sudden, I don't know, it just drives me crazy. So anyway, let, people let me know what you think. Jeffrey, do you want to get your picture taken so you can look cool like other people because taking pictures with your phone isn't good enough? Well, apparently... I have already been mistaken for Jeff Bridges, so I'm done. You're I don't done. need to have any more photos done. ever taken of me ever. Uh, what is, sh- is it? Is it the hair? Is it because my hair is getting long? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, it's either Jeff Bridges or um... careful. Don't 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 come on. You've already thrown you've already <laughs> thrown Jeff out there. So don't 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 really. I, I can't go there. I don't know. Who do you, what do you, I mean, who do you have? Well, don't uh, say like, you know, the Ted Kaczynski or something. No, I wasn't go Ted Kaczynski. I was, however, thinking of going Sam Elliott. <gasps> oh my God. That, you know what? That's, That's another one. Better? That's another one. I, oh. I'm talking Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. <gasps> oh. Except I don't think that you could kick as much butt as that guy can. No, no, no. The character, uh, not Sam Elliott himself. Sam Elliott is 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 he's another one. He's another favorite. And yeah. and 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 you know, with the dude at the bar in uh, in uh, Big Lebowski. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Sam Elliott. with with tumbling tumbleweed playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, that's fine. Uh, all right. So, um, so wait, so, so continue. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so distracted. So people have, um, started, there's an article in the New York times. I'll put it in the show notes. 
and an article on the Lens blog, uh, or I'm sorry, on Slate, all about this. Um, all about when selfies just won't do, Jeffrey, because selfies don't always do. It's basically talking about how people are tr- trading in their selfies on social media and stuff for professionally taken portraits so to up their game professionally. And that this is a a a a, a trend that's happening. What do you okay. think? Okay. I mean, I you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. I I don't like I think the name is is horrible. Well, first they of all, they're not selfies because somebody else is taking them. Right. They're Nor are they what you would think they're called glamour selfie is is the term that that yeah, has, has sadly been saddled here. But uh I, I don't think they're like a what you would traditionally see as like a glamour shot. When I think of glamour shots, I think of like you know, the black background or the sort of dappled background, uh, that, that sort of Vaseline on the lens, soft focus. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. that, that's, you know, the, 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 the glamor shots places in the mall, that kind these, of thing. These are standard portraits in many ways. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the first shot in the article in, in the New York times article with, the, with the girl, girl with her hair uh, pulled off yeah. in the back of the truck, yeah. uh, it's a terrific shot. Okay. But here's the so thing what? with the girl in the back of the truck. I actually like the the selfie on the left is actually somebody I'd rather talk to rather than the one on the right. Okay, yeah, the, the, there's nothing wrong with it. It's more real. I get it, but yeah, you know, if if you yeah. want a nice photograph of yourself, who am I to say you're yeah. silly for that? I who doesn't no, want I, to look nice I, in a photograph? I, I, I don't think it's silly. I think that it's fine. In fact, I I'd rather this than the selfie thing because I think that there are advantages to getting professional portraits taken. Obviously, because that's what I do for a living. Um, but 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 I, I just I think it's interesting that people have come around like, oh, Jeffrey, did you know that you could have somebody else take your picture <laughs> and yeah. they're really good at it? So they should be able to, you know, that they would do a better job than I can in my mirror. That's amazing. I didn't realize. So, that so that maybe, this is, uh, maybe this is maybe this is, you know, well, we t- we talk about, you know, the, oh, the photography market's going away and it's yeah. so bad. Well, this is an untapped market. Maybe you can revitalize yeah. uh, the individual non-commercial portrait yeah i i saw uh somebody followed me on twitter or instagram the other day it was like it was called like ceo portraits or something like that and they're a service for ceos but but it was basically this kind of of thing these are the kind i think of it's terrific why not yeah yeah why not i love it any any chance to 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 go you know be creative and and take someone else's photograph and make a you know make a connection some way yeah. why not yeah. i love so it I, so it's interesting we'll see we'll see if i just don't call it please don't it. call it a glamour selfie i know it's terrible because name. it's not a glamour shot and as you it's pointed out selfie. it's not a selfie <laughs> it's neither of those things no <laughs> hey you by know, the way you, solo collaboration Hey, you, you see how that doesn't work? You, you know how you know what I did uh, the, this morning. Uh, I, I woke up and I was reading an article about archive.org's uh, MS DOS game compilations they have there. You know you can right. play all these things in a browser now. Yeah, yeah. I so do know I that. so I played Oregon Trail this morning. Yep. And only one of my people made it to Oregon. Uh. You know the, those games, the Zork games, the yeah. all of the Infocom games, Planetfall. Uh, those were a huge. Do not feed the part. trolls. Uh, yeah, and and don't eat. It, it is. It, it don't eat the tube of yeah. cement. You need to go under. You have to repair the raft. Right. You don't. You know, eat the contents of the tube because right, it's right. glue for the raft, yeah. and yeah. you'll die. Yeah. And uh, the, there's a golden egg 
in the tree you have to climb up and get. Yeah. And then yeah. underneath the rug is where the trap door <laughs> is down. Right? Oh, and don't forget to check the mailbox because there's a letter from the writers of the game in it. It is it is true. It is uh, true. Zork was such a good game. Yeah, it was. In in like a really kind of uh see, that's where an imagination lent itself to those things really well. Cause it's like, we have technical limitations. So you guys are going to have to think about this a little bit more. Um, all right. And then, uh, we were talking, do we have time for this? Yeah, we'll do it real quick. Real quick. All uh, right. so <laughs> there's another, uh, woman, I guess it's a woman, Gail. Yeah. Uh, Gail Albert Halliban. What a who, great name. Yeah. Gail Albert Halliban. Yeah. Who has Lady been, Halliban. Who has it's been a- taking pictures, uh, through windows. And this is like, and she's got a whole set. I think my favorite one in this is the one in Paris, though, because the the roofs in Paris look so cool. Like this is those. the like the second one in the article. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, it. That's really amazing. is a beautiful picture. Yeah, that's really is amazing. Beautiful picture. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, interesting that you know this is going uh, more and more. Yeah, I've, I've and then I'm, it goes backwards too, which is what I'm, you're, I'm uh, rethinking. I, uh, right, I'm still your, in the. Pro- I don't know yet. I don't have anything to talk about yet. But I'm just. Okay. I'm kind of rethinking my position on this. Okay. Or, or I'm, I'm, I'm re-examining my position on this. Um, okay. Well, we can because we can that's that's the great that thing, right? The, you have more info. You maybe yep. you maybe get different perspective. Yep. You maybe think about it in a different way. Well, you put up you put up a link to uh, a, a lens blog article from this week of Kurtesh looking through people's windows. Well, and, and Kurtesh famously, uh, uh, you know, did used surveillance and they use this term in the article it, it, surveillance is a technique he used says robert gerbo curator of the estate of andre kertesh uh who worked with mr bulgar on the exhibit uh while the pictures are somewhat voyeuristic they are really about observing intimacy and it's it's actually this article uh and 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 just talking with some other folks that's gotten me thinking about this in a different way and, and trying to look, I'm, I'm married to very few. Oh, I just whacked my mic. Sorry about that guys. Sorry. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm married to very few beliefs in, in my life. I, I, one of the things that I, I am, I try to be able to do is, is reexamine thoughts, beliefs, uh, when new information or different information comes to life. And this is, this is one of those things where, you know, it, I'm I'm thinking about this in a different way, or I'm or I'm listening to other people's opinions and 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 thoughts on it, and maybe I was a little hasty in in my my assessment. Maybe okay. not. I don't know. But yeah. uh, all right. You know, well, we'll put this in. Read this, and we'll discuss next week. Yeah. Uh, one thing: sunbathers are a common subject, often shot from Kurtesh's window or balcony. These people had no idea they were being photographed. One woman photographed in 1978 has her head down as she basks in the sun on a towel, unaware she's being watched. In another image taken around 1960, a woman's leg is folded on top of her other leg. And if you look a little further, you might find her eyes, which appear closed. Um, these are interesting observations. They're interesting uh, studies, if you will. Yeah. Not, not unlike people who do... Uh, you know, nude studies or portrait studies yep. or is, so, so Does it make I don't a know difference if there are studies like if he took these pictures and he had them in his portfolio, but he wasn't selling big prints of them in a, in a gallery. Would that make a difference to you? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm thinking about that part of it and, yeah. and where I come down on it. Yeah, like um, it's part of it, the commercialism of it. Less sure. Than, sure. Less than the, the art. Yeah. from 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 the process of going th- through it 
you know, the, the, the actual process of making the pictures and noticing and, and looking. And that, I think, is very valuable. And, and as, as creators of things, as makers of things, your observational skills are yep. some of your most valuable assets. Yep. Uh, so to be able to, to look at a cityscape where others would only see a cityscape, but you see a scene through a window or a scene taking place on a balcony or a scene uh, on the street below you. Those are observational skills. Those are artistic skills. Those are creative skills. And so maybe it does come down to usage. I'm not sure, but uh, I I am. We'll we'll come back to it one more time when you've settled on it. All right. So how do people do on last week's assignment? What do we got here? Uh, You know, some really fun stuff. Actually, really, really fun stuff. Uh, Danny Alexander, uh, uh, love this shot. You see the, with the the hand coming out of the refrigerator, holding holding the sandwich on the plate. Oh, yeah, that's cute. I like that one. Really fun. Uh, uh, Freddie, uh, here's an actual sandwich for sandwich. Uh, you're wise guy, Freddie. Uh, oh, there was another one that Wayne. I think it was Wayne Hatfield put up. Did you see that one with the toes? I'm looking for it now. Uh, really fun. Um, Oh gosh, there was another one that I really liked. Oh, David Gardner. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gardner. He's putting up some really good stuff. The lately. witch David, hat you- on sand sandwich. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, I like to see him having fun. He's going to to Europe soon, so that'll be fun to 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 see what you get in Europe. Um, but yeah, it's some really fun work, and and people still doing other assignments. You know, uh, yeah. posting uh, uh, previous assignments. Keep them coming. These aren't meant as you can only do them this week or that. Uh, they're just they're meant to ideas. exercise you. Yeah, yeah, they're just meant to exercise you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. Mm, I want that so, PB and J sandwich that Lauren Shin's making. Uh, nothing like a good PB and J. Okay, gotta ask you a question. PB and J. Uh, j- uh, grape or strawberry? Oh, strawberry. Come on. Okay. See, I'm a grape guy. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, strawberry. Uh, actually my favorite is, is boysenberry jelly. Uh, boysenberry. I do like boysenberry and, and I, I, I only like, uh, Laura Scudder's peanut butter. And you were, uh, see, I'm a Jif, I'm a Jif and Welch's kind of guy when it comes no. to peanut butter and jelly. Laura Scudder's because it's all that's in is you peanut. Probably, you, you probably like uh, um, you probably like uh, fancy cheeses too, and you just you can't just do a grilled cheese with American cheese, can you? Uh, with I like the extra sharp cheddar from Trader Joe's. See, there you go. That's not I, fancy. It's cheddar. I knew it. It's not like I'm 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 using <laughs> like you know brie and pecorino or you know yeah 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 whatever. Well, always something to aspire to. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> All right, so what's the next week's assignment? Uh, wait, there was one more. Uh, oh, you like one more? Uh, yeah, Jeremy did a, a shot at, at a, uh, like, ordering a sandwich. The at, tortilla at the bar, sandwich. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, too. Torta like bar. like the, the glow, torta bar. Torta. Um, Millie, I think this was from London. Derek West enjoying a sandwich. Millie, Millie's meetup in yep, London. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. folks showed up for that. Looked like it was a fun time. Oh, I missed the pictures. I'm going to check those out. Uh, we'll well, you know, you got to go into the group every once in a while, Bill. Come uh, on. I, I do, actually. I just haven't Step gone in Step out of the days. corner and into the group. Sorry, I've welcome. been busy. I've Come been on, working. arms wide open. We'll welcome you, Bill. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom uh, Fortin. And Tom Fortin, yeah. Uh, and, and apparently Millie photobombed by death. Never a good thing. No, 
no, no, no, no. Never a good thing. Okay, so uh, this will make sense. This, the, the assignment will make sense. Uh, abstraction is the assignment. Abstraction. Okay. And, and it will make sense because one of the other fantastic photographers that I learned about at Paris Photo yeah. is a, a guy uh, named Bill Anderson who is a Scottish photographer. These are your photos, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Um, Scottish photographer. And his stuff, as I, as I kind of hinted at at the top, uh, the most thought-provoking work that I've seen at the show. And, and you can see that in four photos that maybe we can include. The first one, you have to really look at them. If you, if you, the first thing I looked at, I thought it was a layer and then uh, in Photoshop, let's say, that he'd cut away some squares on and then used a drop shadow. Okay. But, but it's none, actually stuff on the walls or whatever. None of these are in post. This, yeah, this first that. image is uh, it's, um, a, 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 a sticker, an advertisement on a window, a Louis Vuitton advertisement on a metallic, it's a metallic advertisement on a, on a highly reflective window. And you're seeing almost like the half toning. It's like a square yep. half toning. And then you're seeing a reflection of a woman standing at the bus stop. And then uh, uh, Bill is across the street. So he's not in the shot. Right. So he's using really long lenses to do all this stuff. Uh, apparently. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that's one. Uh, in, in the second one, uh, you're looking at uh, – a bus shelter kind of off axis. There are these, 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 uh, uh, yellow circular stickers on the back glass of a bus shelter. And you're looking at those off axis. So you're seeing the reflections of, of what's in front of the bus shelter. And then you're, you're able to semi-transparently see through the glass to the concrete wall, which has been repaired in several spaces beyond it. And it ends up looking like this just brilliant, abstract graphic-y painting. Yeah, I like these a lot. They do feel, you know why you like these? Because they feel like your, uh, they feel like your paintings in the sense that they're layered and diffused. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Especially Uh, this one. Yeah, this, that's, the shelter one is, is my favorite. Uh, The third one is, is we're looking through a security grate into a flower shop. Okay, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, and, it, and it creates this sort of pixel. Your brain tries to fill in the missing information, uh, which is just absolutely it's, it's wonderful. It's like those weird pictures of people in bikinis and they put a couple black strips across them and it looks like they're naked. You know what I'm talking about? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, and then the fourth shot, uh, it, it's, a, it's a tree line, okay, with, with what looks to be kind of a, a, a dark burnt orange square. That, and you, you look at it initially and you go, okay, well, so there's a square. So what? Yeah. Uh, but, but what you don't realize is there's a, there's a road running parallel to the tree line. So running left to right in our view here. And what the square is, is the, the end on view of the counterbalance that is holding the gate in place. You know, yep. those, those gates yep. that you yep. that raise and lower. So we're looking end on to this counterbalance and, and what I find fascinating is there's no distortion in it. It's, it's straight. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, he, it's like he angular. moves so that it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about these, these are totally cool. And I, I love this kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, you you got to do long lenses. You got to stop down a lot because then there's no depth of field between the foreground and background. They have to feel very graphic. Right. Um, They're very flat. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I uh, got a chance to talk to him for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so. And he's another person that, that I'll be having a longer conversation with upcoming. So stay tuned for that. But Bill Anderson, Scottish photographer, uh, really interesting and uh, uh, just uh, I love this kind of work. And again, I had to sit and stare at these things uh, because Brian had talked to him before and, and about his process a little bit and, and wouldn't tell me how these things were done. So he, he, it was kind of interesting to have him, you know, there while I'm trying to work through what I'm seeing. And, and it, so it was, it was very fun, very fun experience. I uh, yeah, I like these a lot. This is good. That counterbalance one is I, I always love it when things look like they shouldn't be in the picture. It's like those um what are those early twentieth century ones that we've talked about before where just the way the objects in the room line up, it looks like there's a grid. Oh you right. Know, remember all that kind of right. stuff? I don't remember who did them, but I I do remember what it's, you're talking it's about. It's like those kinds of things where it's sort of an optical illusion built into the photograph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good so uh Bill Anderson. Bill and Mr. Um, Anderson. Uh, and yeah. Oh, uh, one more f- final. Me- didn't mention him before, but I, I really like his portraiture. Uh, is is uh, another guy that I'm going to have a conversation with. His name is Sam Faulkner. Uh, here. Oh, there you that's go. a great name, Sam Faulkner. And he's doing this book called Unseen Waterloo, where he's 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 doing kind of reenactor portraits of uh, uh, the Battle of Waterloo, and oh, his like stuff these, is yeah. just terrific. It's absolutely terrific. So uh, I saw him at – I didn't see him. I saw his work. A couple of his portraits were there. And I sent him a message on Twitter and said I, I was floored by your work and I would love to have a conversation with you. Uh, and, and he was kind enough to write back and say, here's my email. Uh, let's, let's figure it out. Very cool. So, yeah. So uh, Sam Faulkner. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what else? You got anything else? No, I think we're good. Uh, so if you want uh, to get a hold of us, uh, let's see uh, what you know, podcast. Else? No, as you say, podcast at on taking pictures and uh, uh, voicemail three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven. Will leave us voicemail, and uh, we are at Bill Wadman and at Jeffrey Sidoris on the Twitter. On the Twitter, and um, I think that that's it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Uh, you, you want to you try and do a live one next next time? Yeah, we could do that. Hey, can okay. I tell you a little story before we end? Sure. Just me? Okay, you guys I'll, don't I'll listen. tell the world. <laughs> don't listen. So back in, back in the old days when I was in college in 1993, mm-hmm. uh, I met this girl who was in the dorm next to mine, and she played me a – uh, remember like sometimes they put the promo CDs out, which just had like three or four songs on them, you know, that they I were do. sending to radio I do. stations. They would send out to radio stations. Right. Yeah, sure. So she had one of these from this band called 700 Miles. And it was the song called Lullaby that, and, and I really like it. And it reminds me, it does, it's not a lullaby at all. Uh, well, parts of it are. Um, but it's one of those songs that sort of instantly takes me back to the time and place at which I first heard it. Right. So, uh, I was sitting on the couch last week cause Conrad was out of town was it last week or two weeks ago anyway. And, uh, listening to music, just flipping through stuff that was on iTunes through my stereo. And I was like, Oh, 700 miles. So I go listen to the song and I was like, whatever happened to that guy? You know what I mean? Like whatever happened to this band? So I did some research on the, on the, on the Googles and it turns out the guy now runs 
His uh, name is John Carlin, and he runs a sing-along classes for little kids a mile from Neat. my house. No way. Yeah, he lives in the you next You should go photograph over. him. So I sent him an email and said, hey, man, I was just listening to uh, 700 Miles and just want to let you know it's a great tune, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, my God, your, your email made my day and all this kind of stuff. And he sent me uh, a copy of his album that he did about 10 years ago. Uh, and I've, I've, I've yet to listen to it cause I've gotten around to it in the past couple of days, but, uh, just want to say that sometimes it's fun to reach out to random people whose work you like. It, it's it always, is. They all, you, they're it, always happy to hear it. I, 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 this is one of my favorite things to do lately. And the responses lately have been sure. really wonderful. Yeah. You know, and, and who's going to be upset about being, you know, fawned upon. Well, it's, and, but it's not it's not fawning. It's, it's a genuine interest and, yeah, yeah. and, and you, and you, you connect with another human being and that's, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. So anyway, that's it was a good pretty thing. cool. So cool. Uh, go do something like that people. Cause it's always good to hear. You know what I'm uh, doing right now? You know what, what I'm doing right now? You're emailing somebody. Nope. Oh, what are you doing? I'm, look, I'm looking at pictures of Sam Elliott for Modehouse. All right, we're done. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Bye. <laughs> the way